a stream of consciousness news podcast with Stephen Jackson and Brandon R. Reynolds. There it is. There we are. Here we are. Real and also virtual. Real, virtual, yeah. And we're we're meeting in the cloud. Right in it. Right we're in, in the it. cloud. You know, you don't think of that as necessarily being a positive thing. Yeah. It's always, uh, it's the opposite of clarity is in the cloud, right? Yeah. Like if you're flying through a cloud, eh, not ideal. Mm-hmm. If head's in the clouds, it means you're not focused. Yeah. Uh, you know, driving but, through the fog or whatever. Yep. And, and yet, then, the goal is to store all of our information in this hazy space. Indeed. And, you know, the cloud, if the cloud is obscuring the sun, when it's a, a new day, the clouds sort of part, the sun shines through. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we, we will be talking a, a lot about uh, um, technology uh, once again on the on uh, in this episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about where how we inhabit the world, both real and otherwise. Uh, so with that, we're just going to jump right in. Uh, my name is Stephen Jackson. And Brandon R. Reynolds. And this is this is journos. This is journos. Uh, let's get into it. So, speaking of the cloud, speaking of data, speaking of all of that stuff, um, the uh, this week uh, once again, past few weeks haven't been good for the old Facebook. Uh, people are are just people have had it, uh, and you can start to see the real tides changing changing on sort of the perception of Facebook based on. Uh, the whole the sort of deluge of uh, reporting that has emerged on what Facebook knew about its algorithms and what they did and did not do uh, with that knowledge. And uh, people are pissed, rightfully so. And um, I'd like to just point out, too, like for our listeners at home, you know, of course, there's Facebook is particularly in the news right now because of a number of big announcements this week. So, um, you know. If you're hearing this a few weeks from now, go ahead and just sort of transport your your mind and your consciousness to the past and live in this moment with us. Uh, because it, it much many of the things that came about these past weeks have rung true for many years and will continue to reverberate into the future. Uh, and uh, so, so, so just kind of keep that in mind as we meander and muse on some of these No things. pressure. No one's no trying to force pressure. you to. No pressure. Don't let Steven force you to time travel. Yeah. So a lot let of them people. them live in their future utopia if they want it to. Sound, it that. sounds pretty great out there. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people, a lot of co- meditation coaches, they're going to tell you to live in the moment. I'm asking you to live in the past. Yeah. Um, and stick with me. So, uh, anyways, there's been a. It was kind of a consortium of journalists. Uh, all, sh- I believe, they were all sh- kind of sharing uh, their their wares and their skills to develop these Facebook papers. Um, there's uh, there's a central whistleblower, right? Yep. There's a, there's an industry now, the Frances yep. Hogan industry. She's yeah. a former senior at whistle uh, at Facebook yep. and has just a trove of information that she's been sort of dripping and drabbing out to Indeed. a number of these organizations in a way that's very clearly she's controlling the narrative and she's yeah. actually working with um she's working with uh i think the a PR agency that is sort of controlling who it gets let out to oh. and it's financed by um among other people the guy who financed the billionaire who financed um the intercept oh. Peter Omidyar um Interesting. and so it's 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 not like 
you know, with WikiLeaks, you know, there'd just be this data dump. Somebody would leak a bunch of information to WikiLeaks, and then WikiLeaks would, you know, do a number of things. They would share it with somebody, or they would put together their own narratives, or they would just put it out there, and then, like, the news agencies would sift through it all and come up with their own stories. Like, here's what we came up with. It's all these interesting ways to build narratives out of these leaks. In this case, it's sort of being controlled by the whistleblower and the group that she's working with to say, okay, now the next phase of this is going to be this. And so now there's these 14 publications, outlets that are, that that is, are sort of working on the next batch of stories. That is fascinating. See, that's mm-hmm. why that's why we're doing this together. I did not know that. And that's amazing. And uh, But it, it was, correct me if I'm wrong, it was the Wall Street Journal who first kind of came, who broke this all, right, mm-hmm. with the first yeah. series. Mm-hmm. Um, but and that sort of focused on Instagram. I mean, the big takeaway from that one was Instagram. Uh, Facebook knew that Instagram was causing all of these mental issues in teenage girls because it was feeding them content. Yep. And the feedback they were getting was like, I'm more depressed. It's, you know, encouraging eating disorders and suicidal ideation and all this yeah. stuff. Um, so that was the first big thing. And then subsequent stories have kind of been riffs on that theme. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, and, you know, there's there's a million things to talk about with this. Everybody's kind of talking about it. Um, Let me I ask think... you this before you plunge in, just so that we put our cards on the table. Pre-plumbing. Do you, mm-hmm, do you yeah. have uh, a Facebook account? Have I you do. been a, a, a careful facebook account tender i'm an i'm an active user uh and i am i think that i like to think that i have um a degree of media literacy that is such where i can where i definitely can discern between both fake news and not fake news and not only that like sort of when the algorithm is sort of edging me towards certain Mm -hmm. ideas or friends um posts and things like that i've pretty much called you should wear the, these you should wear these knee-high leather boots yeah oh yeah totally poshmark just apparently really thinks that like mm-hmm. i'm their guy no i think uh yeah it's funny I, i'm glad you asked all these questions this question because i do i keep i keep a pretty tight game on facebook in terms of but not this is before the misinformation thing like i will unfollow somebody for nothing I mean, it's mm-hmm. the relationship is over. Like, like one too many crappy like date posts, you know, like out with my babe things. Out. Mm-hmm. I don't care how no how long I've known them, but I don't. Also, I only I don't see Facebook as like a world building tool for me. I like checking in on it. I like seeing where my buddies are doing. I don't really follow people like who I don't know, which I guess is mm-hmm. like a nice rule of thumb they they throw out there. But um it's it, it it's it what it is interesting is that if you do click on, you know, their any kind of ad or any kind of content, like that 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 robot is on it, man. Like you mm-hmm. are just starting to get inundated by all of these things. Um I particularly think it's funny when you like, uh, you're you've clearly like maybe posted some pictures of like being out with your friends, and it's like you're clearly like drinking and partying, and then you'll get ads for rehab, or like you'll like that's happened to me. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, I'm just getting served up like, you know, passageways Malibu ads, and 
Um, you Ooh, know, they from, know you're a, they know you're a high roller. They know, yeah, things. yeah, right. I don't then they don't know me. Um, if they think that I'm their client, it's not a perfect algorithm. It's, it's trying, not it's, perfect. It's trying to you know it's it's trying to um, uh, kind of rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. It's trying to get you up there, <laughs> trying to holly go lightly. Get you up into into higher echelon of social class. Yeah, that's the, really what it is. Exactly, falling up. Um, mm -hmm. I yeah, it's an interesting place to be, and what we're learning about it is that it's an increasingly dangerous place to be for folks who aren't like either really into the media, like you know you and I are, or like really um, who think really carefully about what they're ingesting online because left to its own devices facebook will send people down to extremely rabbit radicalized rabbit holes mm -hmm. um and the thing that out of the whole sort of uh tranche of stories that did come out in the past few days the thing that's one that stuck with me is this um the karen jones and carol smith fake accounts do you did you hear about these there were three accounts that yeah. were created as, as sort of dummies yes to put into these environments and, yes uh, and to see what would happen one it, was a liberal one yeah persona they, they did personas they they right. created these people who uh yeah so so they, they created karen jones who was the liberal carol smith was the right-leaning conservative person and then there was an indian test users account um, and what happened was, is that Karen Jones, if she were to only, um, click on Facebook's recommended content, uh, within a matter of days, the, she was starting to see Moscow Mitch memes. I'm, I'm reading this by the way, from a cbsnews.com. I could have picked this from anywhere because everybody's sure. talking about it but this is from cbs news reported by moose Sadiq bidar um so yeah so karen started seeing a bunch of moscow mitch memes um then all of a sudden carol smith just just clicking the what facebook center was set within days was into QAnon conspiracy theories uh and then the test user in india um Suddenly, uh, her his or her feed was quote filled with inflammatory material containing violent and graphic images related to India's border skirmishes with Pakistan, um, and that that researcher running the test Indian users account wrote in a report that year, quote I've seen more dead more images of dead people in the last three weeks than I've seen in my entire life total, uh, and this is graphic content recommended by Facebook recommended by groups pages videos and posts um well that's a problem but it's also none of it is this is that example of of, of confirmation news which yeah. i don't think is actually a term but everything that they're saying that they're revealing about facebook is stuff that has been predicted in one way or another by satire or by people using their eyes and ears yes. and interacting with the site and going, why do I feel terrible? Yeah. Why am I getting all this stuff? You know, for me, yeah. thanks for asking. I don't use Facebook and never have. Um, I mean, I have an the account. ball on that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I have an account that I opened out of a necessity, you know, or, or a friend however many years ago was like, hey, yeah. you should do it. And then I just opened it and had no interest in it. All of the things about 
that kind of interaction to me uh, triggers some kind of weird virtual social anxiety. Where I was like, this is not for me. And so I have definitely been an outsider to this, like people who loved it and who were like, oh, it's so great. You're going to love it. It's going to be so great. Yeah. And then people who, you know, watching that kind of that that arc of uh, rising interest and then sort of plateau, like oh, I've been keeping up with these people. And then the kind of belaboring like Ugh, Facebook, what a pain. Yeah. Is. And then the narrative shifting in general in the last decade, you know, less than a decade, really kind of in earnest in the last five years about the dangers of social Certainly. media. And so from watching all that from outside yeah. makes me feel very much like like a foreigner in this in, yeah. in this way, because I didn't really use Twitter or anything else and kind of still don't. You know, I, I sort of dip in there to but I don't use it. I mean, I guess I use it as intended, but. I don't enjoy it. You yeah, <laughs> you you use I spend it, but as you little don't like time it. as possible. And I for Facebook, like, I don't think I've yeah. ever done an actual personal post. Uh, so I've yeah, see, I started. I mean, I use it socially, but like I, with the one of the real reasons why I can I got more into it, you know, in, within the past like six or seven years is because it's where I'd share all the articles I'd write. I was writing a ton mm -hmm, of articles, mm -hmm, Recipe yeah. Weekly and Hoodline and all that stuff, and it made me feel. It, I liked sharing that stuff yeah. that i was doing yeah. and it, and i like my friends and other people like commenting on the posts and stuff like that and that so it was like personally validating it was a way also to kind of like get like make net network with other writers and get you know picked yeah. up elsewhere and things like that so like which by the way is the point right it should which, do that it should do that and that's, um yeah, that's what you want that's what but, the goal of any of this stuff so is. i but i think the news here and so that you bring bring up a great point and again sorry for not asking you about your facebook use uh i was just on my own tangent there because i was thinking about you know the self-serving nature of facebook but and it made you a more selfish person it made me a monster right before our eyes I'm mm -hmm. so I saw, I saw the kindness drain. You saw it drain out of from my face. my face like a like yeah. a person now you're you're like bit a by a vampire. Yeah. Hey, mm -hmm. we both said that at the same time. Isn't that okay. cool? Um, the, That's the, networking, uh, baby. It, it's working. Or maybe the algorithm of our, of our shared minds drove us each to that joke. That's horrible. Right? Like, but that's fun. But um, the news here, we're <laughs> having <laughs> fun. The news here is, um, isn't, that confirmation of what satirists and com people with common sense or anybody with two eyes and two ears can tell you about that Facebook is bad and all this stuff. The news is that Facebook knew it was bad mm -hmm. and they knew all this stuff clear as day. And uh, at moments where they had the chance to do right, they decidedly and very uh, um, intentionally did wrong. Went the, they went the other way. They went the other way. They, they, they put, you know, profits over people, and in this case, not people within the company, but profits over, like, the collective civilization, right? Like, that's—I was listening to the folks on Pod Save America talk about this the other day on Tuesday, and they brought up a really good point where, you know, part of the thing about um, harmful content filtering in foreign countries is that their algorithms and their AI doesn't always pick up hate speech and dangerous speech in foreign languages. Um, they They— the, the functionality isn't there yet. And so I forgot which one of them it was, but he pointed out like only in the digital space do we say that, that, that we get away with something being too big to govern or too big to do right. Right. The analogy being people aren't allowed to build a hospital so big that it, that, that it, that patients die. Mm -hmm. Right. And in the same way, 
people ought not to be allowed to build digital digital real, digital spaces and digital realities that are so big that they can't do them safely. Like you would that in in it there's a shift that I think is occurring um in the world as we think about what reality is, right? Um, that we're going to look back on some of this weird interim period as we're shifting from really traditional 20th century, 19th century understandings of what reality in the world is, uh, are into um, like a 21st, 22nd, 23rd century vision of, in, of what reality is. And a lot of that has to do with technology and the cloud and connecting one another. Um, and... So I think we're we're gonna watch this moment and be like, oh my god, I can't believe we didn't regulate that. I can't believe that that was able to happen. That even this had to come out, but we're mm -hmm. like living in real time through it. Yeah, and our decisions, and then our yeah. It's funny to see um, those decisions sort of play out and go. We don't know. We still don't know. You know, all of the opinionating that we're doing, that other people are doing legislating it, regulating it, possibly doing antitrust stuff. You know, you yeah. can only compare to the past. You go, well, Standard Oil, <laughs> it was so much better when we broke it up. Um, which, I, I mean, I'm not saying I disagree with that, by the way. Yeah. Um, Are you but, in their pocket? Yeah. They get you this week? They promised me. They got they, you in there. They come back together. It's you and Mansion. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, me and Mansion. Um, uh, yeah, that, that idea that we only know nothing you know we only make a decision for today and so it'll be really wild if there is a future in yeah. the future that we are a part of uh and i think that's what's so wild is is watching these voices emerge that feel more visionary or more forward thinking yeah you know where they're talking about stuff and you go i can really see how that could play out that yeah. way a lot of those people are people like um for better or worse People like Mark Zuckerberg, whose yeah. vision of things is we're going to move online. Yes. You know how online is kind of this place that's all screwed up right now? Yeah. The solution, let's move more online. More online. Well, I think what's Let's make it more immersive. Yeah. I mean, I wonder about like, you know, I, I think about this sometimes, like when the telephone first came out, like if someone said- Big mistake. Something was happening on the telephone- would it be like no that wasn't in real life we were just talking on the phone you know what i mean like that's just like whatever conversation mm -hmm, occurred mm -hmm. that isn't count. real doesn't count or something yeah. or like but like with social media the line between reality and like cyber reality or cyberspace is like very blurred because you can do things on social media that have real world physical consequences you know, in the corporeal or, you know, sure. whatever the traditional reality is. I mean, you can you can break the law on social media, do something in cyberspace with words that occur on these like servers in the cloud or whatever. And like you can be prosecuted for stuff only that you do online and then you go to real person jail. You don't go to cyber jail. Mm -hmm. um, and the it's what we can see is happening with Facebook is they are doing that. They're not doubling down. They're tripling down. They're quadrupling down on this. And that is most evident, I believe, in the news that came out today, even though this has been – we've known that this was occurring and the name itself was speculated upon and somewhat leaked uh, earlier this week or last week too. But Facebook came out and said it's rebranded its corporation 
as Meta. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Met, uh, Facebook, the social network, will remain. That's Facebook. will still be called Facebook, but the company, you know, at large is going to be called Meta, and that and that will be part. And so that's the kind of like what Google did with Alphabet, but like Meta, what Snapchat will, did with Snap. No. Yeah, great, yeah. great work, guys. Yeah, yeah, so like Snap, so so, but now it's Meta because it's Instagram, WhatsApp, Messenger, uh, Oculus, like all that kind of stuff that's owned by Facebook, and you can kind of see where where it has been heading. Like Facebook has been pushing groups for a couple years now, like really, really pushing people to join groups. They've also really, really been incentivizing what they're calling meaningful meaningful interaction um assigning points algorithmic points to um you know the hearts and the hugs and the and angries and shit like that over i like just that quote passing. there there was a facebook researcher that wrote we consistently find that shares angries and ha-has are much more frequent on civic low quality news <laughs> civic misinfo civic toxicity health misinfo and health yeah. anti-vax content crazy like, oh they just they just they're all they're just talking in that in that weird language yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I mean it's. But I do it, think we should share more hahas. You, you and I'd and like I? to see. I yeah, sure, okay, sure. But I'd also like to see you know a significantly lower number of angries from you. From if, me, if you don't mind. Well, and that comes in a lot of angries. Okay, okay. Well, the yeah. feed, you know, the the, the That's feed, good feedback. Feedback taken. It's 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 being logged in the algorithm. I'm going to now use that data to pr- make more. You're sell me something. I guess. I'm I'm going to sell you these saggy leather boots. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you really wore them down. Like like no, they're like the saggy leather like clubbing boots from like oh, 2008. Oh, yeah, yeah, sweet. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. That you could see, so yeah, groups, all that stuff. It's kind of taking us towards this reality that is life online, and then you start mixing that with virtual reality and like the lower price points of virtual virtual reality and the Oculus headsets, yeah, and the higher quality of it, and then like so, it's all going into what is called they're calling the metaverse, which is of course a a term that first came from science fiction, just like cyberspace. Mm-hmm. Cyberspace yes. came from William Gibson, author of Neuromancer, mm-hmm. Mona Lisa Overdrive, and a whole series of things. Yep. The cyberpunk thing came from him. Yep. Metaverse came from Neil Stevenson. He wrote a book called Snow Crash in, I believe, 1994, <sighs> um, in You're which just... he posited this world that is basically a cooler version of what you see in Ready Player One. You know? Dude. So it's like people live in the shitty real reality scraping by and then these these massive nation state corporations yeah. that um that everybody's kind of working for in one form or another and then they all go into this metaverse which uh, you know is 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 a more um the other comparison there's you know there's sort of ready player one and the matrix are the two n- names that yeah. pop up all the time the difference there is the matrix is 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 passing itself off as the real world right in the fantasy of that show okay so it's like it looks like well you know a, a late 1990s real world yeah um whereas the metaverse Keanu i think just running around yeah the metaverse whatever. is not is not um uh, you know as imagined certainly by neil stevenson um and ready player one and i think by you know this version that Zuckerberg's talking about. It it's not going to look like the real world. In fact, it's going to yeah. be enhanced. You know, yeah. like you'll have. I mean, and if you see you know multiplayer games now, it's like you'll build a cool avatar 
Yeah. You know, it'll be whatever you want. And then you'll move and then you're going to be sitting there and it's going to be like Homer Simpson sitting next to you and yeah. the lion and then something else across the way. And you're all going to be talking about, you know, quarterly reports. Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Meetings. I mean, that, yeah, that'll be really, really funny workplace policy for Zucker, sure. About Zuckerberg actually creation. called it. He actually talked about it as the infinite office, which is yeah. a term I cannot imagine anything more horrifying good, good in the 21st gosh. century. Good gosh. Yeah. Well, man, dude, you're so great i'm so let you know all that at the drop of a hat and it, um like yeah it's the metaverse that he's building is very much if you think about like where we're headed so if he they're building they're putting their flag in the ground in this new virtual world as the creators of this new virtual world and they all have more money than anybody and so it's something is going to happen. This isn't going to flop like it will. The, 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 it'll just continue to be yeah. developed and iterated upon. You have the brightest minds, you know, of the generation working on building this new universe. So it's, something's going to happen with it for better or for worse. I think it's really funny because it's 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 like what kind of score is is Mark Zuckerberg and all these other people settling with the world in themselves where like they're going to create a new world, a new universe, a new like epistemological reality, and they're going to own it and they're going to be, they're going to own the universe. Yeah. Like they're going to yeah. own this new world. And so many things are going to be occurring in there where it, the, and if you're a kid right now in the same way that you have kids who, you know, never, knew a world without a smartphone or any other laundry list of like you know 21st mm -hmm. century technology mm -hmm. there are there's going to be a crop of children who are going to grow up you know who are going to come of age who will never have lived in a world without something like the metaverse whatever it becomes so right. th this is it's in there it's going to get in there it's going to get deeper um and it's it's this interesting theme of escapism right we're amongst billionaires but also amongst this idea of what the society and civilization needs to do like we need to go like we got to go to space we got to go into the metaverse we got to do all this stuff gotta leave this crap behind we got to leave this this shit's sinking. broken this baby it's sinking ship is sinking and so like it's just going to be fascinating to see where it goes and it's all feels connected right it's just all of those it this the, the these inclinations of civilization that are all sort of coagulating and being represented by the people who kind of have the most money and where is that that sort of crystallization of is that the crystal here's a quick here's a question is this the crystallization of like sort of the collective will of humanity that we don't really know of that but and we're just like too in it that we don't mm -hmm. realize it's happening or is this truly a ship being ruddered like a billionaire's mega yacht by the billionaires that we're just all along for the ride and they're choosing what the next 50 years are going to look like it, i mean it feels like that more and more because you know, there's a couple of things that have changed, right? One is that you have people that have really civilization-altering wealth in a way that kind of existed before. I mean, you can, you know, you can say, well, there were the robber barons, there were the yeah. people who built the, rail the railroads. Roads. Right. We did so, it again. 
Oh, right there. Oh my gosh. Okay, sorry, go on. In the internet, you know, and 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 it it's been that tension between for the internet certainly. Like this is something that's supposed to be available to everyone. These visionary wonks uh in Silicon Valley were like this is going to be great. Everybody's going to be able to do all their own things. It's going to be decentralized. No one's going to run it. Yeah. Free exchange of ideas. We'll come up with new currencies. We'll come up with new, you know, game forms. We'll come up with all this stuff. And then, you know, and then there's these big um empires that rise out of it. Um so, you know, maybe it looks different. I mean, I guess I keep coming back to the idea that that um, if there's a difference now, it's like, well, now we have the power to end the world. You yeah. know, Alexander the Great could do a lot. But yeah. the most he could do was set fire to a, a huge empire that would still only be one corner of the world. Yeah. Now, you know, if a couple of wrong moves and we've got. But is, but is this move towards the digital and the, the move towards augmented and virtual reality i mean is, is, is this the will the collective will of civilization is that possible or I is this truly so, like yeah. led or it you know is this truly led by one you know kind of freaky dude i think there is i think it's an exploitation of the human algorithm that seeks to explore Ooh. new territory Nice. Yeah. Maybe. Tell me more about that. Well, you know, there was a West that we could go to when yeah. we lived in the East and there'd be a couple of people be like, this place is busted. I'm getting out of here. I'm sick yeah. of these, you know, I'm sick of the, the powdered wigs. I'm going West. And you find the stuff along the way. And then eventually they had the Pacific Ocean. Okay. And then the West expanded and, and became, you know, not only a physical place, but also a concept that you could fill out. Yeah. And now, you know, as you know, there's so much stuff that is explored, and I think that creates um, uh, a kind of malaise. Yeah. You know, like where do you, if you have that desire to go explore something new, you know, you need to have money maybe to go to certain places or yeah. whatever. And, and there are ways to do it, obviously, like we're journalists. So partly it's about going in search of these things in this very, um, you know, same sort of fundamental way. Like we're going looking for stories that are out there, whether yeah. they be people or places or whatever. Um, and so maybe this is a version of that, right? Whoa. Like, well, yeah, that you just talking about the West, you just made me think about an interesting concept is that like, it seems like exploration and conquest always has a byproduct of suffering, right? Like you, the West Usually for the people who are were there and who, who was first, who were first there. Right. So right. which will the, be really bananas if we invent the metaverse and then it, it turns out there's already there, people there. Well, here's the problem. This is, that's the point I'm making is that there are people there. It's freaking us. It's that oh, yeah. the metaverse, like as we explore deeper into the virtual world, that's built by our own, like um, sort of projections of ourselves. It's like the byproduct of, of, of and the people who are going to suffer are is all of us as we dig go deeper in in away from you know this mm -hmm. reality which has a lot of stuff that we can do better and we can fix still but instead well, we're going to put on these funky looking goggles immerse and, yourself and just yeah. get immersed in that i mean apparently you can watch basketball games at home now with these things on and it's like vr and you could look it's like ringside mm -hmm. you know like we're 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 going we're going inside ourselves yeah the um as you know because i've ranted about it a lot to you offline and possibly on this show i spent a lot of time in the space of the urban air mobility mm -hmm. or advanced aerial mobility the flying car industry this it's industry that's 
building up. Yep. Building up and wants to have flying cars all over the world, flying around cities. And it would be it was so clear to me that this industry was entirely powered by nostalgia. Like the ideas that they were drawing from entirely came from early 20th century sci-fi from the pulps. That's what they knew. And that's what I think is so wild now. Everything you mention, you know, you talk about watching the game with the helmet, like it's like that's new, but it also just seems totally old and trite yeah. because it's already been that story has been told. And so now you're seeing this kind of uh, iteration where it's the story precedes reality, then the next story is a response to that. I mean, we're seeing that, and I think we're seeing the cycle happen faster. Yeah. Maybe that's why it feels so like we're, we're not. Yeah, and we're Isn't not that the caught. Kurtzweil thing where it's like it's a law of accelerating returns or something like that. Where yeah, it's like... the th- yeah, yeah. Well, that's processing power. Um, in a in a literal way, like how fast processing will go toward um, the singularity. But I think it works too for actual narrative and for our place in a story that we're telling as it's happening. And and that you can look back and go, for example, the metaverse, which is going to be this multi billion dollar investment that made change. It's like it was based on this book written by this guy who is still around, like yeah. and has opinions about that. And also, by the way, wrote the book as a as always happens, Rudy like is a, a cautionary a tale. A cautionary tale. Yeah, he's like, it would be kind of cool, but here are a bunch of the problems with that. Yeah. We can so, go into all those problems, too, at a later date, but yeah, I can so, think of a bunch. Yeah, there's tons. I mean, this is, you know, this will continue to be um, an important part of, of, of our civilization. But so, yeah, that, that idea that that all of these things that are happening now are just, you know, iterations, responses, misreadings of, of stories. Yeah. You know, by people who... We're sitting around going, you got the it be, wrong... yeah, yeah, wouldn't sorry. it be nuts if, you know. yeah, it's like, uh, it's like the someone like you know, it's, you read like the tortoise and the hare, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, well, if you're fast enough, you can get to the finish line and sh- shoot the tortoise. That's yeah. what that that's what that story is about, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like if you if you're if you if you that's just a... focus on being really quick, you can run as fast as you can, so you can cut the tortoise off and blow his brains out. Well, that's at least half true. That's how there, I read that. You must have like the, been the, the violence is yeah. something that comes to you straight from Indian Facebook. I mean, yeah. it's really up there with Yeah. The, I mean, I just read that as like a cautionary tale, like don't be the freaking hare. Don't be a loser. Yeah. yeah. Go faster. Yeah. Well, you know, right? Uh, that's that's uh, the moral. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and in in the metaverse of tomorrow, you can be the hare or I, the tortoise. Yeah, yeah. in either there'll one, be, you can be, be a Korean, fast tortoise. There'll be you know sixteen year old Korean teens living in uh, a beach house in Orange County, all just hooked up to these things, becoming yeah. the best tortoise and hare team Indeed. in history with and a with a latency it. of point oh four milliseconds. Or make whatever. the TikToks about it. Um, and make the TikToks. I think that is. Yeah, the this notion of the 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 past vision of the future and how that what the extent to which that's a self fulfilling prophecy or for, or if it's predictive or it's like us looking into ourselves, um, I you know it's it's so pervasive and apparent. Like even right now, mm-hmm. we're doing this yeah. podcast on Zoom. In the eighties, in the nineties, the coolest thing I ever was video conferencing. That was like that was like table stakes for sci-fi movies for so long as sure. the future mm-hmm. was like, oh, boop, call coming in, and it's this perfect call. And I was like, oh my god. And now it's just like 
where so much of it, there's Drag. like a psychological term for it. It's like Zoom fatigue. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's like that's like when we learn how to time travel, people are going to like have to like go to the office of people and culture at their work and, you know, complain that they, you know, went to the future too many times that week. Yeah. Um, because they yeah. have, you know, future fatigue or something like like mm -hmm. it sounds crazy, but in 100 years, freaking anything is possible because we can't even imagine 30 years ago or that we'd be where we are now or rather we could. But we had no or rather we could. And then it happened. But it happened even crazier and in a way much worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, the the like. Dick Tracy video watch came true and it what was, the heck? That happened it was Apple's quick. thing. You don't, yeah. but you don't see Dick Tracy like, oh, like rolling his eyes as he's checking his email on this no. thing. Like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it you know, that's going to take up energy. There are right. server farms in the desert that will yeah. have to get bigger. So, you know, well, th there's a, there's a physical corollary that, yeah. that will come with this expansion. And what does that look like? And you it, know? And it also holds true to this idea that with with exploration, with conquest, inevitably comes pain and suffering, right? Mm -hmm. And so there is no, like, what is? I guess we all continue to do it so poorly with no, with like disregard for either people who were in spaces before us or for the environmental, you know, consequences that our conquest and exploration uh, uh, produce. So. But we keep on doing it. We keep on doing it. It's kind of crazy. And now we're doing it with the metaverse. We're going. It wasn't enough to muck up the world. Now we're going to go into the collective psyche and unconscious. Whoa. What if, I mean, isn't this, what do you think it's going to do to the idea of like a connected psychic community with like all of that information being shared and then this more immersive way because it's one thing to be reading and sharing stuff online but like to be existing in this like whatever vr is going to look like in 15 years like that degree of shared digital reality mm -hmm. like do you think is that like a collective it's is then the cloud like the collective unconscious for sure yeah i mean there must be ways think about you know, now how we twist ourselves up in knots over like gender issues. You know, yeah. is this person male or female or non-binary or blah, blah, race, you know, all of that stuff. I mean, that won't stop being a thing. I mean, I think class will continue to be a really big part of it. But like when you go online, if you spend a lot of your time online and you can fabricate any kind of avatar you want, it already becomes like, you know, the sky's the limit. And so yeah. some of those, you just, it becomes just raw expression, right? And maybe so, too, the idea of what identity is, whether it's shared with another person, you know, if there's ways to exchange sensory information with the person. Yeah. Say you bond with a certain person. You and I are online, right? We're kicking around, and we engage in a pact that essentially says, um, I'm going to get one of your eyes, and you're going to get one of mine. So at any given point, wow, we're both seeing what I'm seeing and what you're seeing. And you yeah. will say... To me, that I mean, that sounds like how does that even work? It's very disorienting. But there's no reason to believe that somebody who is, you know, plugged in at three, by yeah. the time they're, you know, if, if your brain, if your brain brain grows around this technology, then they'll they'll always be able to split. And it's like, oh yeah, this person, my buddy, my wife, my husband, whatever it is, my partner, 
I we always just share a vision. We yeah. literally share a vision. Whatever they're doing in the world, I'm saying it means that the private. You know, yeah. and that's just one example of a way to share sensory information. If you have suits that convey tactile senses, like why not swap that with somebody? And then you're like, got the feelings from their body. Whoa. Like that idea starts to really melt the Whoa. idea. What if the there's so so there's a suit and then it's like you the suit's grabbing biometrics of another person's body. Right. And then you're wearing a suit. So then you could experience the same physical heat sensations that mm -hmm. another person's naturally yeah. feeling in like, you know, room temperature. That's right. Yeah. Um, They're sitting on a virtual beach and you're soaking up the ray. You're like, oh, I feel, yeah, I feel that or whatever. I'll tell I you mean, what's, you yeah. know, there's just, there's, once you start thinking about that, then it becomes very easy to imagine how, Right now we imagine ourselves, right? The ego is this whole, it's this, it's my sight, sound, smell, all that stuff is mine and it's contiguous and it is perpetual, right? Yeah. So I can't imagine it breaking up, but then like once you start doing that, I mean, we experiment with that now whenever we take psychedelics, like all of a sudden your sensory pathways get interrupted Yeah. and you start seeing stuff that's not there. You stop seeing stuff that is there you know, like we, we can certainly adapt to it and we come back from it. So the idea that you could have another conscious agent, another person somewhere in the world that you could share that stuff with, like a, doesn't like, really seem that nuts. Like a, you know? like a, like a pen pal. Like a pen pal like for a, your, <laughs> for your <laughs> neurology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they'll like, sell but, that stuff, you know, like yeah. there's a dating app, there's a dating app where. Yeah. You, I guess that's the other interesting thing about the metaverse is that it's owned it's a thing it's like a thing where things are sold and it's like a, mm -hmm. it's we do have this sort of at least like somewhat of an agreement that the world and the reality we live in is sort of open source that no one like owns your brain and no one owns sort of the what you, the air you breathe and what you see and experience psychologically but like in the metaverse there is more of like this kind of all-knowing eye all seeing God, mm -hmm. and that would be presumably Zuck. God help us, yeah. God or Zuckerberg, you know. Or, yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah, you have six yeah. of one, half dozen the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, assuming that this stuff doesn't get, you know, you say is it's inevitable, and and I don't tend to disagree with that. The question is how we get there. You know, is the government going to come in and regulate yeah. this stuff? Is it going to break up this company? Mm -hmm. But another one will come up and do it. Yeah. Can you, you know. put the toothpaste back in the tube? Right. You know, you can't stop the Internet um, and like we the think... Internet as a technology. Like like if this is a technology, right. it's a utility. The metaverse becomes what the next Internet is. You can't stop that. Right. It's the, sub, it's the new substrate. It's like, well, yeah. you need this to run. We don't know a civilization without that. Like if you yeah. turn off the lights, then what happens? Which is, again, another kind of fantasy that gets explored by artists all the time what happens when the lights go off you know that's that's the zombie fantasy that's yeah. that's any of the post-apocalypse stuff is yeah. that while there's a desire for exploration there's also a desire for annihilation mm -hmm. you know? and and the idea that we could survive that and that we would you know and we would do well and we would you know function and create a new society and one that would solve the problems resilient uh, We're, right. we are if nothing else but at least heretofore a fairly resilient species in spite of our own just utter disregard for doing the right thing collectively 
Yeah, um, I mean, that's the big, and I think that's the big question, right? Like, all of this stuff is academic if it doesn't coincide with, you know, saving the planet. Like, if it's going to just suck up more resources, it doesn't really matter. Like, matter we're just, we're just like twiddling our thumbs. We're, we're getting you know, zapped anyways, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we're just playing pinball while the building burns up around us. Yeah. Pinball in the metaverse. I'm sure there's a metaverse version of like pinball, and sure. but it's just like pinball. Yeah, yeah. Want want. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just go play pinball? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, I know. I'll leave you with this. Maybe what we need to do is like before, just to get ourselves ready for the metaverse. Brandon, I'm gonna need one of your eyeballs. Yeah. Because then I'm gonna take mine. I'm gonna take one of mine out with but, a melon with a melon bar. What I no. When I and was I'm saying, gonna take mine out and no, then no. That gonna, is, did I get the wrong? Did I take the wrong not, message you, from the I story mean, again? I think this is a problem. I'm literal. Re- I'm yeah, you're having a hard time distinguishing between physical reality yeah. and this virtual reality. Uh, Just like ten minutes ago when you told me to take out my eyeball, physical literal eyeball. That was mm, that no. <sighs> Um, we'll let's, how about we, I'll explain this to you, okay. uh, offline for now. Let's wrap it up. Uh, I'm Brandon R. Reynolds and I am Steven Jackson still reporting to you in the actual reality in, in some verse or another in a verse. We'll see you next time. Stay safe out there.